What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clapback Sports. I am your host, The Mage. As always, I am joined by my co-host. Let's go to Murph today. Murph, how are you? Good. Good. Grateful. Had a great Thanksgiving. Thankful. Um, I have an apology. Um, I, I apologize to Patrick Graham for slandering him all last episode, but we can get into that later. But I'm good, Mage. I'm good. Should be a lot better after a win, but I'm good. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear. Tino, you're winning over some of our fans, I believe. How are you, Tino? That's great. Uh, Murph, don't apologize for tough love. This team fucking needs tough love. Because apparently, you know, not for nothing, not to pat ourselves on the back, but apparently when we rant and yell about things on the team, they just go out and decide to do it the next week. So we'll see if they do it in Miami. But um, I, everything we bitched about uh, in terms of this defense showed up this Sunday. So, you know, blitzing, getting to the quarterback, forcing turnovers, change the game around. Without it, we don't win. So, yeah, it's good. Underwhelming game, though. I was there. Happy to see Michael Strahan get his jersey retired. Way better than Eli's retirement. And if we were wondering, uh, no owners spoke. So very smart on their end. Bob Papa gave the introduction, and then, yeah, they just parted their ways. But, yeah, good stuff. Shout out to Michael Strahan. I got this towel, actually. I know bad radio, but pretty sweet, right? It's a jersey, jersey towel with his name on it. Yeah, not bad. How are you, Mage? How was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? Uh, my Thanksgiving was good. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, I did watch the Strahan retirement on the Giants app. And ironically, they filtered out the booze. There were no booze during the Strahan ceremony. So that was that was good. Yeah. Uh, the fans were very respectful, at least on the Giants app they were. Yep. And uh, yeah. There were no fans. Just uh, seriously, no booze. Oh, on the Giants app? Well, no, at the stadium there were. I mean, I guess Tino can concur. Well, yeah, it was it was kind of a mixed crowd because, like, again, I think they set it up to filter this out. Like, I they set it up to filter it out after after the Eli ceremony. They're like, we can't do this shit again. So, like, it was very in and out, and they brought Strahan out almost immediately, and then like it was smart. They started with Strahan's family. (laughs) <laughs> they did not introduce ownership. <laughs> there was none of that. They were like, let's try to win the fan base over as soon as possible. But uh, yeah, there was no reveal either. They already had uh, his jersey revealed. Like with Eli, they had it covered up and then dropped it. But it, it was a mixed crowd. I think everyone was on edge, honestly, because we were we were playing pretty well at the time. And like, it was hard to boot. Like that Atlanta game, uh, it was different because I don't know, man. Well, that yeah. halftime was only separated by what six points, I believe, as well. Six or three points. Yeah, but 10, we seven or thirteen. We, we didn't have the lead, or do we have the lead? We might have the lead. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. I don't, I don't remember. think we did. I either way, it was a completely different feel because we we had no control of that game at all. We didn't because we gave it a touchdown at the end of the half. We did. Burton. Yep, you're right. It was a completely different feel. And then, and if you go reversal, we ended the half with a red zone interception. So people were feeling pretty good going into the uh, ceremony, I think. Um, huge interception, by the way. I mean, huge. I was surprised <laughs> that we were able to do that. But uh, yeah, no complaints. First one of the season. I finally saw one other than a scrimmage, you know, because you can't win a scrimmage or that practice we saw mage. But yeah, first one I was in. So I think I'm only one in four now. <laughs> or like one in three. <laughs> um, if a- anybody can't tell, 
Uh, I am wearing mostly my Mets stuff just to piss off Murph. Um, You know, because obviously he is now the little brother in town. So uh, Murph has been furious. He's been throwing tantrums as he watches uh, Uncle Stevie throw around money like it's Christmas Day. So the way I described it. The Mets got the best center, though, uh, center fielder on the market, somebody that we needed for a while, Starling Marte. And go ahead, Tina. Well, so I was just going to describe it before you get into the signings is um, without saying too much, uh, MLB free agency here. uh, Also, happy for everyone listening to this on Tuesday. Happy MLB lockout day. Got to do it. Um, Everyone turned into a frenzy because of this lockout, and it turned into a dick measuring contest. And evidently, Uncle Stevie whipped out his dick and balls and – Seems to be the biggest right now, at least in New York. Um, yeah, you sh- you're just showing him who's daddy in him. I, I couldn't be prouder of him. I mean, be well, proud. the ironic thing is, right, I mean, he kind of had this fit on Twitter about losing Steven Matz. <laughs> I mean, a guy that was already with the Mets. I mean, I, I, I like Steven Matz. I think he's really good. But let's face it, he, he was often injured, which is has been a problem with the Mets starting rotation. But – the Mets go out and they get Daniel Jones out on Sunday. Confirmed? Yeah, confirmed. He's considered week to week with the next stream. But thanks, Murph, for blowing that up. I was going to get into Way that. more but, important. Um, so for those who don't know, we're recording Monday night. <laughs> so this is, this is live and new to me, but continue. Yeah, we could talk Mets. That's fine. We said we weren't going to, but we're definitely no, not just gonna, uh, Just highlighting it a little bit. So, um. The Mets desperate for a center fielder for years. Uh, it finally got the best center fielder on the market in Starlin Marte. Uh, they went ahead and they also signed Eduardo um, Escobar, Escobar, and uh, Marcana to uh, to deals, and then they followed it up by signing Max Scherzer to yeah, a three year deal. So, I, I uh, and luckily Bob Nightingale didn't ruin this $40 million contract for the New York Mets, which we love. What we don't love is as of an hour ago, someone saying a possible reunion with Jerry's familiar, and that'll make me throw up. I can't find this Daniel Jones news anywhere. Where are we looking at this? Oh, it's all over. You got to follow the right people, Tino. You know? No, you got to follow the right people. Uh, Tom Pelissero reported it. Um, it's on NFL rumors. Uh, let's see. Probably Ari reported it. Mike Garofalo reported it. Ian Rappaport reported it. To start on Sunday. Ari Merov uh, reported it. Art Stapleton. Yeah. You know, where do we even start on this then? I mean, how do you even want to go about it? I mean, we were going to recap the Eagles here, but I mean, kind of the elephant in the room now, no? Well, I mean, I think it's important that we talk about just how miserable the Yankees are and that they're not doing anything. Well, I am pissed off now, but I'm not pissed off because of that. It's okay. Now you know what it's like to be a little brother in New York City. No, I'm pissed off because Daniel Jones is a player. Let's dive right into that then. I I was actually going to joke around saying that the Giants have a new quarterback uh, before learning of uh, Daniel Jones' next strain, but the Giants did sign Jake Fromm off of the Buffalo Bills practice squad, so and turns out that there was a reason for that. Daniel Jones is injured. Next strain is considered week to week. I'm just sighing, man. We really could have turned this fucking thing around. God damn it. Well, 
It's, it's fair to label him with injury prone tag now. And this really fucking sucks. I mean, oh, wait. I, don't, I don't think you can label anybody injury prone. They're, they're different injuries, man. Okay. Injury profile is looking a little sketch for Daniel oh. Jones. I don't know if this changes anything, though. Like, obviously, in terms of this season and, like, this week. But, like, my overall perspective of him, like, injury-prone, not injury-prone, like. No, I mean, I'm I'm with you. It just sucks. The best ability is availability. Danny hasn't been, you know, available for a full season yet, which fucking sucks ass. And we've said that's something we needed to see from him. And, you know, as much as we want to ride with our guys, like, we said it. I mean, starting last week, you better start winning games and performing because – this was a decision year and we've got nothing fucking accomplished. And, you know, if it's going to be diluted and be even harder, I mean, ideally I know the giants will be the giants and fuck it up somehow. But I mean, I think you'd be oblivious to say, you know, you can't move on based on, you know, what we've seen so far, even with Saquon, man, I just, it's disheartening, man. It's really disheartening, but it's like, we can't have fucking anything nice. Why can't we have anything nice? I don't get it, dude. I don't fucking get it. Well, <laughs> sorry, a little under weather. Here's the first thing that comes to mind with me, though. Um, during that Eagles game, new play caller, Freddie Kitchens, right? Daniel Jones did not look accurate that entire game. He was thrown behind receivers. There were a couple end zone targets that probably had, should have had better ball placement on. But uh, Bobby Skinner, talking Giants, posted that uh, this Daniel Jones injury happened on a play that was basically a second play from scrimmage for the New York Giants. So I wonder how much that affected Daniel Jones throwing that game, if it caused him to be a little more off target, et cetera, because that was really my one knock about the Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the play calling by Freddie Kitchens. I don't think it was drastically different, but it was different, and it felt different, too. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Saquon Barkley, I don't know, man. They, they got to do something else with him. They got to start running him outside the tackles. Stop running him inside. He's just – at this point, play Devontae Book on first and second downs, please. Yep. I, I, I'd rather have second and six or second and five than second and 13. I, it's just – it's not working with Barkley. They got to devise another plan for him. It's just not working. But aside from that, though, I feel like Freddie Kitchens called a pretty decent play, a pretty decent game. I I don't think it was, you know, too conservative. He he took the targets or took the shots when when they were there. He also uh, ran QB sneaks when he fucking had to on short downs, which was great to see, you know, not turn 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 around and hand the ball off when you can't get any push on the offensive line. That was pretty, you know, nice to see. Now Danny's hurt though. Danny got hurt on a designed run. Tino, I blame you, right? Yeah, because right. this is something that you always talk about. You and Murph, you got to run the when you got this quarterback, you got to run him. You got to get in design runs. But this is what happens. Danny, this is what if happens you look at that play? Players. That's on Danny though. He slid like an asshole. Like it I only happens to the Giants though. Yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> you got to fucking slide. Take him to a baseball class. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, it's just almost funny at this point. Mage does make fun of us all the time for saying design runs. And Mage did say the other day that Danny looked out of rhythm on Sunday. And now it makes sense. He did. I didn't really notice it, honestly, but I 
can't say I was paying attention to it that much. Like I, our offense naturally looks out of rhythm. Yeah, I do <laughs> like, not. I, I'm never not really I like I I'd much rather usually it's like I can't wait for them to be on offense, but watching the game, I just rather them watch them play defense. Yeah. Like I just don't really get excited for offense. So I probably sign out a little bit more now, but I didn't really notice it. But that that shit sucks, man. Two injuries already this year. How many games did miss already? Two or one? Well, just one. Te- well, technically though, he missed the Dallas game though. Okay, so he's so you know what I mean. He, he, yeah. he started that game, but he didn't play. He he played only a quarter, if that. So, you know, that's the Giants, boys. Do we have any confidence in Mike Lennon? I mean, signing Jake Fromm is kind of irrelevant, I guess. But I mean, I do. But going back to Danny, we're playing Miami, right? We're playing Miami, so God, no, sorry. But going back to Danny real quick, though, too, and about some of the things I saw from this offense on uh, on Sunday, and Tino, I guess I'll you know open up to you, being the coach, uh, about some of the things that you saw differently. One thing that we noticed throughout the week, though, was that Danny was wearing a wristband with the plays on it. Um, some people had alluded to that possibly being uh, new plays that uh, or new wrinkles to the playbook. I don't think that they were throwing out the playbook. I think we said it last week on the podcast that you don't have to throw away an entire playbook, right? You can just not use plays from that playbook or utilize different ones. You don't have to come up with an entire new playbook. But uh, what I did post online was that I think the wristband alluded to something that Peyton Manning said on the broadcast too is that those wristbands are helpful because what it does is it allows the offensive coordinator to say, we're going with play 14 on, on the call sheet on the wristband, gives them more time at the line. If you notice, the Giants were set up with about 15 seconds left on that play clock, which is not something that they've done a lot all season. Danny's out there still calling motions, et cetera, five seconds on a play clock and then rushing it. So we saw more, more motions this week out of this offense. We had time to actually do that. And at one point, I heard Danny call kill, which means that they called two plays in the huddle. And based on the look that they gave them, they went with a you know a second option here. So they were able to do that. I think that the wristband also had a lot to do with that, able to get more call plays, get, uh, get better situated in those huddles, also allowing Danny to come up to the line and to be able to read that defense pre-snap. Uh, with 15 seconds on the play clock versus five. So I thought that was a huge improvement as well. I mean, just to, I mean, hop in about it because you mentioned me. It's just really for communication, and um, I think it helps with tempo as well. I think this offense needed tempo. And even if it's not the tempo as in you're getting on the ball and it's a hurry-up offense, it's just getting set. Like, that's how you get a rhythm, by getting to the line and not rushing with under 10 seconds on the play clock to what you said. So, yeah, I think I think that was big. I do notice now that I'm thinking about, I'm trying to think if I really noticed Danny was off. I mean, I kind of saw it. I think I was more in a gaze though, on just like seeing how they got other guys incorporated. I think Danny was like the last of my worries is kind of what it was. Like I figured our offense was going to underperform anyways. Like I wasn't looking close enough into it and I was kind of just waiting for them to get golly involved and what they were going to do with John Ross and you know, what happened with Ingram and is Barkley going to do shit. And you know, Kind of got some answers out of it. Obviously, Galladay was more used this week. By the way, you mentioned Ingram. Ingram almost gave up another interception that Dude, game. Dude, I know. Holy shit. Would have been would have been poetic, too. Should have oh, been. Yeah. Should have been. Happened? Was it a flag? 
He stepped out of bounds, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's He's right. on the sideline. Yeah. Fucking guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with Tina, though. The only difference I really saw was getting Golly involved early, and it didn't necessarily work. I mean, I think he had seven targets and, what, three catches? Yeah, he had three catches. I, I think um, he had seven targets, too. 50 yards. I kind of like. I really didn't notice anything else, though. Mage kind of hinted at this. I'm just thinking about this week. Like, I mean, it's so ass backwards, but at this point, why not? Why not just run Booker on first down, even just first down, and then bring in Saquon? Who gives a shit? Like, I don't know. Like, well, it's not I, where, like I, I think mean, we're all in agreement with that, but the Giants would never fucking do that. Just it's like, so, it's hey, like we'll, it's we'll a pro- solder off the field. Well, even if you won't do that, give them drives. Like, I think I've seen enough with this whole Saquon experience. Do what Belichick and, does. Yeah, split their fucking drives. It's sad to say, like I hate to see it to this point, but like I mean, especially this week, we're not going to survive if we don't run the ball, and we're not going to run the ball with Saquon. We're just not, unless Miami gives up a fucking gigantically wide hole outside the tackle, which just won't happen. So, um, I don't see why we don't use Booker. He was obviously a decent asset before, you know, before Saquon. Sad, came back, but so. I'd rather see Elijah Penny in there than Saquon Booker, uh, than Saquon Barkley. Elijah Penny. Elijah uh, Penny. Not Give a... Elijah Penny the ball, man. He's. I mean, Give Brightwell the ball too. Like, what are we doing? There's no shame in getting. I like people hate committees from a fantasy perspective, and that's the problem. But it's like there's no shame in a committee. It only keeps your running backs healthier and See, like, Here's my problem, though, Tino, is that Saquon Barkley should be better than he is. Yeah, and he's not. Now, whether you want to blame that on the offensive line, whether you want to blame that on. Yo, Saquon, I, I mean, whatever it is, the combination of both, it just doesn't work. Devontae Booker has 100 yards rushing this game, uh, this year. I mean, when was the last time the Giants had a 100-yard rush? Wayne Goldman, not Saquon. I mean, we're at the oh. point of the year where you should be experimenting, and everything both of y'all are saying is right. I mean, and I think that goes for a couple other positions as well. I got to look that up. I think I he saw have someone, 100 yards. Or it might have just I don't know longer. who it was today. I was briefly on Twitter, but I, I mentioned him before, and I actually bet on him to score. I thought a, a great way, and we're going to see the Eagles later on, I thought a great way to attack this defense would be getting John Ross the ball. I thought John Ross should have been involved in this play calling way more than he was, and I get it. They were under scrutiny, and it was a must win, and you're not going to necessarily game plan to get John Ross you know, involved. He's not a key playmaker, right? The name of the game this week was get Galladay involved, things like that, which I totally understand, but we should be using guys like John Ross. We should be. They love Slayton, man. They fucking love Slayton. They will they never just continue give to him. give him the ball. Dude, we do this. This is a Giants team. We play favorites. We always have Saquon's a favorite. Solder's a favorite. Slayton's a favorite. Ingram's a favorite. There's guys behind all those guys that you can make the case for to get in playtime right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's Caden Smith? I know he's hurt right now, but like, where has he been all year long? I know, excuse me, is he hurt or is it just Rudolph? I think I think Smith is hurt too. That's yeah. why they got that guy. Uh, but we bang the table for him, which we can talk about Merrick because what a fucking that dude's got big dick energy, man. But I mean, Solder pair, John Ross, Slayton, Saquon, any running back on the team. We've done it. We always do this shit. We just play favorites, man. We literally play him because we force him into roles. I just want to correct myself. So Devontae Booker had 99 yards rushing. Oh. He was short by one yard. Shame on you. Okay, how many receptions and, and 
yards on the uh, how many times has he totaled over 100 yards is a good question um it looks like twice so versus kansas city 60 on the ground 65 in the air and then the raiders 99 rushing 23 in the air everyone fucking made fun of us but i love booker man we I like we always too. said he was going to put his damn head down and hit you. He's a, he does avoid contact. What I like avoid. about him is that he hits the hole and then he just takes off. He's got a, he's got a little burst outside of the hole. I mean, he's he not he's you're, you're not he's not going to outrun anybody in the open field, but he's very quick to the hole and out of it. So. Whoa. And I could jump in here because you would love this too. Because I mean, exactly what you're saying. The reason is too, especially with a shitty offensive line. If and when we have holes, that shit's closing up quick. Like if we're I gonna don't get think a, Saquon can see that, man. Well, and but even even if so, any hesitation or dance or any, maybe you'll get away with this. Like you know, Lev Bell was infamous for doing this, right? Being patient and toe tapping and waiting for the holes to open up when he was on the Steelers, right? He was just like, I I know they had a really good offensive line, and they're getting they're getting movement up front. This is an offensive line. If you want to look at the O line, it's not built for that. If you don't hit the, hit whatever you consider the hole is in this fucking offense, off the snap of the ball, it's not going to be there. There's not going to be Sa- anywhere to run. Saquon got demolished in the backfield by Fletcher <laughs> Cox. Who was supposed to be guarding him, by the way? Nate's old. Yeah, that was a bad play. I mean, but I, it, it, I noticed that the, Saquon Barkley's first step is always like it's east sideways. to west. It, it's it's like, really – I don't – it, it's well, frustrating. It's a problem like offensive linemen have. Like, I mean, even on a high school level, like, dude, stepping forward. It's, it's like anything. It's instinctual, right? I don't know what's fucking with him, right? And it could be the injury – Played in baseball. First step's got to be back, right? You take one step forward, it's like, holy shit, I just fucked up. This this flyout just turned into an inside the bar home run type shit. Like, that's what separates a home run run and a negative one yard gain with Saquon. And if he does not take that step foot forward and he goes lateral, it's nothing, especially on this offensive line, dude. There's nowhere to fucking run. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's impossible to judge with this offensive line at times, but you can't make the excuse. You just can't. You can't. Like, it's, you, you, and you they- can't. They tried to get him in open space too. I think it was like one of the first couple of plays, right? They throw it out to him in the flat, just nowhere to go. It's like, it's like, I don't think it was a gain at all. If anything, it was one or two yards, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, the offensive line isn't very good. You can't make the excuse for everything we're saying. We've seen Booker come in and run hard and make it work and make it work. Like, Saquon has to realize not every play could be a fucking touchdown, dude. Like that's it. I think it's that simple. I think he just always looks to make a gigantic play. Like, dude, there's nothing wrong with taking three, four pop. Like, well, man, let me ask you this, you know, on that point. Isn't that what he's always been? The home run guy? Kind of, man. Yeah. Even in college. I know he was grunt. I know he's bigger than everyone else. I mean, he's a fucking athletic specimen, but he's kind of always been like that. When, has they, when have you seen Saquon carry a, a full load as a running back, not a receiver, not a, not a load out of the backfield in the air and ground? I'm talking like a fucking bell cow, run it down your throat performance. I mean, probably not. Can't since think of one. 2018, probably right. I mean, that would that'd be the nearest one. Yeah, 
I mean, what? So, maybe against the other Eagles. Other than that, or Penn State, the yeah. Eagles, twenty eighteen, when he had the, he did have the big play, but he he ran all over. Every, that every time he played Washington, he did well. But like, yes, yeah. the Washington game. Here's a question that I have: With Saquon being as big as he is, easy to say he could probably dominate a nickelback, et cetera, right? Slot corner. Why not use him more in the slot than as a receiver? Take First him out of the, the backfield. They open the – that's First what I the game. And then they never go back to First it. First play Whether of the game. Whether Freddie Kitchens or fucking Jason Garrett, they run a play. They're like, but, oh, shit, it was incomplete. Yeah. Let's never go back to it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, line up line up Devontae Booker as a single back and just keep Saquon in the slot then. And he was at the numbers, actually. He wasn't even in the slot on that play. I think it was similar to that Dallas play he got hurt on. I think they were trying to set something up where he runs a slant from uh, the numbers. He comes in, but – no, I mean, I'm, I'm here for you. Why not? I mean, shit, that goes all the way back to Shermer. I remember talking about putting Goldman in the backfield and having Saquon in the slot. Like, we've never done it. That's a whole other Eric Flowers He's a, he's a bigger guy. If you, if you could get him in space, he can still bully defenders. This is what the Giants do, man. This is what the fucking Giants do. I mean, if, if he's going to be here another year, I mean, he's, he's not doing anything on the ground. I'd rather have Booker back there, but – and look, and honestly, I just want to compare it to something else in the NFL because it's kind of similar with in terms of like who he is and like the injury playing a factor. Christian McCaffrey, who's dead too. Not even McCaffrey, oh. Aaron Jones. Look what AJ Dillon's fucking doing right now. And he's a thumper. And Aaron that's a Jones passing option. No, Aaron Jones is a workhorse, but it doesn't mean oh. the two can't thrive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I'm saying there's no shame in getting Booker the ball more. It does, like, you don't. Like, you don't have to sugarcoat it. Like, and I know it's easier to say in hindsight, right? What, what a step back because there'll be a big play. Like, right, AJ, AJ Dillon scored on a passing route in the red zone, right? And if Aaron Jones isn't hurt, that's probably his route, right? So if Saquon isn't in on that, Giants fans are like, how the fuck are you going to have Devontae Booker in the game? Or shit on Saquon. But, like, if you want a good football team, man, like, again, we're Giants fans, dude. It's the, the two Super Bowls we had, no one significantly dominated. I mean, Bradshaw in 2011 was the lead guy. But even then, like, he he was on the tail end of things. Like he couldn't do it by himself. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm the, the the Giants I know need multiple backs to work. And like I just don't see at this point, especially with the week coming up, all I can get in my head now is that Devontae Booker needs more touches. He just does. If we're gonna have any offense come Sunday, Devontae Booker needs to be able to run the ball. Or we're not gonna score anything. I don't, what do you I just think don't that offense is gonna look like with Glennon leading the pack? What are we gonna do if Glennon puts up 30 fucking points? <sighs> We haven't a, a skill player hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks at least. This is either going to be like really line. really bad, and we're going to get our ass completely destroyed, or they're going to do some shit we haven't seen them doing to be. We're going to win, dude. I still think we're going to win this game. The Dolphins, the Dolphins are setting themselves up for their own trap game. They're at home. They've Isn't this exactly how we played them last time with Eli? Wasn't that Eli's last game? It was Eli's last game. I think the last time we played, and we're like right on the cusp. Maybe winning the division, the shitty ass division, or getting in the playoffs. Per se. Nah, I don't think I don't think it was. All no, bad. Eli's retirement. We were we were in close, but yeah. um, we weren't making a late run. So because it was late per season. usual. Here's some here's something really interesting. Just going back to Saquon versus Booker. So Saquon has started seven games. Booker has started four. Booker's appeared in three more games than Saquon. He has eighty more rushing yards than Saquon does. 
on 91 attempts, 340 yards on 91 attempts. Saquon has 260 on 73 attempts. What's his receiving yards? I'm just curious. Uh, receiving 183. Booker uh, has 183 receiving yards. Yeah, 22 receptions on 25 targets, 88% catch rate. Uh, no. Saquon has 174 yards. I know. Uh, 23 catches on 31 attempts, 77.4%. And how many catches. carries did Booker get last week? I just want to pull this up now. No, I'm just last week? Yeah, against the Eagles. I'm not sure. I'm looking at it. Three. He got three. He got three carries last week. But if you look at the yards per attempt, Booker's averaging 3.7. Saquon's averaging 3.6. Why does it feel like Booker's so much far a better runner? Well, I mean, for, for that, I guess that comes back to that home run thing, right? When when Saquon breaks one, he breaks one for 50. Yeah. Saquon's average. I mean, Devontae's literally running. You know, 10 times for 37 But I yards. don't understand. Like, this is just football 101. Why wouldn't you want Booker to thump and, like, beat up on these linebackers and then have Saquon come in against a soft-up defense to burst? And hit I don't think there's guys. any thumping going up, going on up front, you know, with our offensive line, I hate it's to say Fair, that. fair. But, it, you know, we have a hammerhead in fucking Devonta Booker. Like, why not have him fucking go in there and fuck these dudes up a little bit? Like, that's the point. Like that's, At what least Brandon, I, that's what Brandon Jacobs literally did. That that was the definition of Brandon Jacobs. Are you kidding me? And I'm, I'm not comparing the two, but it's just the running style. At least like, our quarterback didn't line up under a guard. True. But Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, so we don't know. That's not surprising. We knew this already. We knew who he was. See, I, I like the whole Bradshaw the uh, and Jacobs kind of duo. And it, Jacobs was fast, though, man, for yeah, a guy was. his size. So... I mean, he's a fucking unicorn. Bro. He's a fucking refrigerator on legs. Like, yeah, like it, nobody wanted to get in front of him. If they did, they regretted it. But so. the concept still works. Like the concept, like having a big guy in the running game like that matters, it's especially so down the valuable. It's huge. Dude, no one, you're good. Nobody, I don't give a fuck if you're in the NFL. Nobody likes playing in the cold and tackling in the cold, especially not a guy with gigantic thighs. Unlike Saquon, like someone who wants to use their fucking thighs, unlike Saquon, like you don't want to be hitting that shit all game. And so it's like if you soften it up, like whether it's going for two, three yards, it's still better than what we're getting on early downs anyways from Saquon and then bring him in and soften him up again. I'm not saying start him. I'm not just give more touches, rotate series and then bring Saquon in on third downs. I I just don't think it hurts him and it gives him rest. Like, I, I don't know. All right. So. Brandon Jacobs has five full inches over Saquon Barkley, six foot four versus five eleven. Yeah, doesn't not weigh him by much. Thirty one pounds though. Hmm. What's Jacobs versus Derrick Henry? I don't know. What, what do I have? That on? I think well, I think Jacobs no, because I think Derrick Henry is probably the net second coming of Jacobs. I mean, that's they're, right. they're rare. Derrick Henry is definitely way faster though, which is scary. Derrick Henry, yeah. Derrick Henry is six foot four, six foot three, two hundred and forty-seven pounds. Jacob still got almost twenty pounds on Henry. Yo, that's fucking nuts, dude. And they're running like what? What is Derrick Henry's forty? I just need to know now. Like, I just want to be inserted with fear. I just he shouldn't run anything less than a three eight. Uh, anything more than a three eight, like, which is fucking ridiculous. Or a 4 8. Sorry about that. Oh, 40 times. Brandon Jacobs had a four, four and a half yards over his career. Yeah, man. And uh, it leads the rushing touchdown for the Giants, right? Touchdown leader. 
four five four forty. Holy shit, Henry. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking frightening, man. His top speed is probably like twenty five miles an hour on a field or some shit. At least, I could definitely take out Henry though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not unless I'm, you hit him behind the line of scrimmage. Not. I, I, I'm still waiting for our matchup. Too, you know, Where, do, do you have those patch it? How how are you gonna move? I'll tackle you. No problem. You need a head. Of, your best chance at getting through me is a head of steam. You need a head of steam. So if you want me to give you ten yards, you probably have a chance. But you're not. If we just What's turn around, hand you the ball off, and I'm like five yards away, no chance. Oh, I'm running right through you. <laughs> running right through you. No chance. That's no. it. You need a head of steam, kid. Get, 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 Murph, get Murph to be the fullback. Let him be your Eli Penny. And then I'll fit. I'll, I'll have to fit up Murph and then make the tackle. Murph, I, I weigh like 100 pounds more than Murph. I can be my own fullback. You should be the Eli Penny, actually, of the two of you. Uh, that's probably better. But <laughs> I want to tackle you too, Tino. Let's go. Let's get them pads. You want to fuck the pads. Let's go. We're, I'm deceptively light, actually. I'm an easy tackle. Like, I would have to make you miss, which is See, now, now you're already setting everybody up for failure anyway. I'm sure Philip wants to see me tackle. I'm, you. We I'm can do an, it online. I'm, I'm an easy tackle. You won't be able to cover me, but I'm an easy tackle. Like you know, I'm a tackler. Like, I can right. cover you. All right. I'm I'm a lot faster than I look to. So let's go. We, we have to go to a Giants game. I want to do this in a parking lot. Even the tackling stuff. Parking lot <laughs> of my life. Of my life. I'm we old. I need some grass. My knees aren't going to make it on the uh, tar. Let's let's do uh, let's do nutcrackers on the little MetLife field that they have inside the stadium. Right, <laughs> little kids, kick we'll put on a clinic for the kids. <laughs> All right. So we we talked a lot about the offense. We talked about the inaccuracies there. Um, what we saw, but it still comes down to this though. We won the game thirteen to seven. Four turnovers. Do we win this game if we don't have four turnovers? No. We gave them two we don't chances. don't win the Raiders game without those turnovers either. We gave them two chances at a two-minute drill. Two. That didn't change. Two chances at a two-minute drill. Like, that's ridiculous. A better team beats us. I'm just saying. I'm happy we won. Better team beats us. Come on. And they, sh- they had the chance, too. <laughs> he was in the red zone. Like, so the Giants have at least one interception in the last eight straight games, longest streak in the NFL. If we don't get turnovers, we'll never win games, first of all. No. And I hate having to rely on that. But that's just kind of the reality of what this team is now. Yo, well, hold on. X-Man, though, the real X-Man on this fucking team. Yeah, he's nice. Hell yeah. Started really slow. He's Done almost a 360. You know what? He was coming off injury. And I do think, and we talk about this like often just in, in with football in general, every level is a different speed, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think for him, you need to give him time to slow the game down, right? I mean, you're you're watching a car crash on defense. You you have to let him see it. And dude, he was like his interceptions aren't like fluky, but he's all over them. Like he's he's on these picks. So um the dude's got a head on his shoulders. Like, I don't just think it's athletic ability. Like, I think I think he's on this. Like, It's ironic that once Peppers goes out, we start to see more of what McKinney can actually do. And McKinney's doing a lot of what Logan Ryan did last year in terms of disguising that coverage and then coming in late and ending up with that pick. Mm-hmm. So he, he's doing a lot of that uh, from the uh, safety position, disguising those coverages too. 
just like everybody was saying that oh, Devontae Smith was open twice on those last uh, on that last drive. Yeah, McKinney tackles, dude. He yeah, McKinney tackles. over the top. I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know. But McKinney's it, McKinney has been playing lights out, and I agree with you. He's the only true X man on this team. Yeah, oh. I also love, by the way, and since we're on this, I'd meet to Joe Murph, but like Julian Love, I, he got roasted right against Tampa. He got roasted. Played dick off. I'm but sorry. why was he in coverage? Look how they used him this week. Like th- we have to get a better feel of our fucking personnel. They used him off the edge a ton this week. Yep. That's what he should be doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I feel like we're putting in our guy. We, we said this. Half the time we were putting our guys in positions to not succeed, I think. And, like, dude, he played See, no. a lot better at the line of scrimmage. Well, you just said that, that they need to get a better feel for their personnel. This is the same team that has started Nate Solder <laughs> for 11 fucking games. Get a better feel for their personnel. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, listen, you're right. I'm, I, but I, the defense, I hold the defense to a different standard. I hold them to a different fucking standard. All right, and I love what I love. I love how they used him. Hey, no unintended. No you know what the other thing is too? Roche in that uh, Raiders game looked like he gave up on some plays. He did not start this week. Did not start this week. So I like that. I'm trying to. I, I like he's Roche. He's gonna have his hands full again with that DB unit though, because uh-huh. Darnay's out, and Adore's probably gonna be out. I would think. Yep. Yeah. Darnay Holmes went to IR. You're gonna get Logan back, but who's gonna slide down to the slot now? Who's gonna? It would slide have outside? to be Logan, I would suppose. What are you gonna do? Put a Rob outside, kind of like him inside. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sketchy now. They like this J.R. Reed guy too. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't know. If Reed, he's from Seattle, right? Am I tripping? Uh, I think so, the Rams, yeah. I believe. I think you're right. There. I think he, he was on the Rams. He, he was on the Rams. I just feel like we saw him on Seattle. Well, I guess Rams. Yeah, you're right. Who's the other guy? Parker? Yeah. All six of those guys were on the field at the end of the game. That takes some balls by PG. He had Parker and, and Reed on there in there in the last drive. How, you know what? How stupid are the freaking Eagles, though? The run game has been working at will all fucking game. All game. No, they the led quarterback, the NFL. quarterback is game age, They led the NFL in the last five games in rushing in general. Why they were throwing the ball is beyond me. Continue. Go ahead. Just continue. But not even, right? All right. So now you're driving, right, to try and win or tie the game, whatever, whatever. The contingent on the extra point, which Gano missed a field goal. Otherwise, it would have been 16-7. We wouldn't even been in that situation. But the driving, your quarterback just threw three interceptions. Ugly. Wouldn't one, you too. say, like, all right, you know what? Like, we're gonna we're gonna mix it up this drive. We're gonna, you know, some intermediate passes, some run plays. I mean, you know, Tanner had joked around about how Boston Sky has 1,600. And 35 yards against the Giants and, you know, 35 against everybody else. I I, I mean, I, I don't get this guy next well, year. No, I know, I know what it is because it's funny. I think they have a Saquon situation in Philly. They really do with Miles Sanders. They don't know how to use him. They don't. Whenever he's in the game, dude, they don't run the ball. Just look but at why, the why are Jordan, guys like Jordan Howard and Boston Scott having success there? 
Yo, that's what I'm. I can't figure it out. No one's been able to figure. It. I, can't I just don't you. think Sanders is good, and I'm actually taking disrespect but, that you just compared him to Saquon. But they're I both guess Saquon's falling, running backs. Yeah, well, both Saquon's falling off a bit, so I guess it's fair. I'm saying a, we used to get so offended when they would do that shit. No, but it's, it's Austin just, Scott is like a little mighty mouse though. The guy's like five foot one, and like, I mean, he plays like a freaking bowling ball. But, like, no, like, so they have to start Sanders, and, like, it's weird because they didn't utilize him, but he had success on the ground. Like, he was averaging seven yards a pop. Like, it's an anomaly. Like, Sirianni is at fault for sure, but I just don't – like, talk about mismanaging your roster. This is, like, an ongoing thing. I have Sanders. I followed him week to week. The guy's not viable, and I just don't think it's him. I don't think it's a talent thing. Like, maybe he's not that good, fine, but, like, I just don't think he's that bad. Like, I don't know. Like, he's a serviceable running back. It's just – yeah, I don't. I, I can't justify why they got away from the running game, but I'm goddamn glad they did because they did not go to it in the entire first half. It's why they didn't score. It's the reason they were turning their season around. And yeah, this is what happens when you let Jalen Hurts be a real life quarterback. No, I mean, sure. good fantasy quarterback, not a good real life quarterback. Evidently, sucks to suck. Well, the funny thing is too, right? So. We talked about the week before how Kenny Galladay got no targets, Kadarius Tony. They targeted their first overall wide receiver only four times, Devontae Smith. Two receptions for 22 yards. I mean, I just – Darius Slayton had more catches and more yards than Devontae Smith. I don't know. They went to Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager more. It, it's – it. I don't know. It's, it's pretty funny. Farrell Cooper – <laughs> in there on key Cooper. situations too but you know so on the opening kickoff i saw him i was with my younger brother and that was the first thing i saw the 83 i think you're 83 and i was just yeah. like i was like who the hell is-? i was like that pharaoh cooper and i just remembered it from preseason i was like wow and then he got too. we didn't bro. sign him in preseason we signed him like three weeks ago did he play though he had to have played a couple weeks ago then yeah no they, the well team. they used him in the in the return game that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After we lost, uh, I mean, we lost three returners. But yeah, so I, I remembered him popping up, but I, then they just utilized him in the offense too. I was like, this is a little shot out. Yeah. That was <laughs> crazy. Like, I think we're getting carried away now, you know? But, Which is ironic because we, we want to see, how I, or at least I want to see how this offense looks with a full week now under them. I have some game plan. Well, I guess we're not really going to see it at its full potential because Mike Lennon's playing. This shit is so fucking whack. I want to see this team with Sterling Shepard back, Darius Tony. I want to see how it works out. but It, it just really sucks because sucks. it buys time on so many other individuals. It's not really about Danny. It's not really about Joe. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, we, who's our offensive coordinator? Are we, we, we can't even – we're not going to be able to give – our potential OC hire a fair evaluation now because we don't have a quarterback. I got a bad feeling, boys, but I think he's going to go to IR. I got well, a bad wait. Feeling. Don't ask me why. I just have a bad feeling. So we're saying it's a neck injury, right? Because you're believing that stupid report that you read online. No, I can't. Who's Carpenter's son's friend is a plumber to John Marrett. I can't believe that can't be the reasoning why, but I have why, why would John Marrett tell his plumber that it doesn't send <laughs> Daniel Jones to IR? 
Because no one else is going to listen to him. No one else wants to talk to him. That's a fair point. Everyone else is mad. He was fixing his toilet this morning and he's just like, you got a second to talk. I got a second to talk. Hey, I'll pour you a cup of coffee. Can you sit down for a second? We got to talk this one out. They booed me at the stage. Do I pick up Jacob from or no? (laughs) Talk to me, guy. It's going to be an interesting weekend. Well, we could tie this in. Honestly, the plumbers might as well be our scouting department, right, Murph? I mean, shit. The plumber, oh the uh, electrician, the garbage man. Fuck. They got, uh, they, they got uh, permanent stays. They got residencies over at uh, MetLife Stadium. It's awesome. Do we even want to go down that fucking rabbit hole? I mean, you wanted to talk about it. We could die while we're on the subject. Why not? The scouting department's just a joke. Pettit's got to go, man. And, you know, as I was telling you guys today, I was just doing a little research. I was just re- literally reading Giants.com. Just trying to go through some of the people in our front office. Obviously, we all know the big wigs, but got to the scouting department. And I'm like, well, there's a couple guys that have been here for four years. Another guy's been here for three. There's one guy's been here for a year. And I start getting down the list. And you got scouts that have been working for the New York Giants for anywhere from six years to 20 years. It's fucking insane, man. I had no idea. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that the scouting department had been turned over, and I thought we had talked about that in the past, but apparently they just added to it. It never got rid of the bad fat. No wonder we can't draft. Well, you said you got one guy here, Jeremiah Davis. Yeah. 34 years, man. And what's so concerning about a lot of these guys, all right, Chris Pettit. 17 years. Tom McDonald, eight years. Apparently he's – So Jeremiah Davis was here – he got here the year after. No, um, LT was drafted in what eighty two. Been here for a long time. Yeah, it, it started in nineteen eighty seven. You want know, bring back that guy that said that he fought with the uh, front office to draft Tom Brady. Bring well, him back. Honestly, Can we man, get him like, on the pod. You this think is a lot of the shit that does actually. It's go a good away. point, you know. <laughs> Let's a lot of the shit the that does go unnoticed. Like everybody focuses on the coach, focus on the quarterback, focus on the GM. But to have a scouting department have people in there that have been there for four to twenty-four years or thirty-four years is absolutely insanity to me. I know that there have been reports before. I know we got rid of our SEC scout this past year, um, and we had done some changing in the scouting department. But I mean, going down the list, man, like the the head of the scouting department has been here for seventeen years. He's only been in position for four, Chris Pettit. But for him to be involved in this this entire process for 17 years just shows the comfortability with this franchise. 17 years, 10 years, six years, 17 years, four years, four years, 20 years, 16 years, 34 years. No wonder we can't draft, dude, because it's the same fucking dudes making the same scouting reports for our GMs for the last two decades. Yeah, but, I mean, we had a couple of decent drafts, um, you know, in the 2000s under Jerry Reese and Ernie Acarsi, though. Have we had more or less good drafts in the last 20 years? Way. way I, I, I think the problem more. really is, like, over the last 10 or so. I think that's fair. 10. I think last 10 is probably. I would say probably 15, but – our best picks have come in the second round, either way. In all, in well, yeah, our best picks come when they're not supposed to come. 
Yeah, when they fall to us in the second. And we don't develop anyone. No. And I feel like we don't build Isn't Shep the longest tenured player? Yeah. Yeah, probably. He's been in the league, what, seven years? Mm. There you go. You have one player from seven drafts. So that's seven years right there. I'd like to know how many we we kept over a 15-year span. Or I guess re-signed. But... I guess the, the moral of the story is and the, and the point of this conversation is if we're going to make changes here, man, it's got to be full scale. And that doesn't mean that Joe Judge has to go because I think we're all in agreement that he's probably going to be here. But if you're going to shoot, if you're going to get rid of Gettleman, whether it's fire him or, or let him walk, you got to clear out that entire department. I don't think there's any question about it. And what's certainly Concerning is I don't think that's going to happen. Mar runs this as a business and he has loyalties to these people. So at the end of the day, it is their paycheck. Shep's only been in the league five years. That's fucking insane. He's our longest tenured player. Yeah, well, 2016 is when he got drafted. That's pain. I'll keep that. I'll keep it now. Well, who else was in his draft class? Uh, No one else here, I don't think. Flowers, right? Playing lights out. Asshat. Is he? I haven't even checked on him playing well. Well, last night. That's true. I actually didn't watch most of that game. Went to a uh, went to a country concert in uh, Madison Square Garden last night. Saw Luke Combs. It was awesome. My guy. Yeah. Love me some Luke Combs. Absolutely slayed. So that is the Eli Apple draft. Mm-hmm. Not flowers. There's got to be changes, and it's got to come from the draft piece, and that's where you first start, man. Is I per- I personally like to look at that as the Laramie Tunsil draft because I do remember <laughs> Laramie Tunsil got caught smoking weed at the start of that draft, and he was supposed to be a top three pick, and then fell and fell and fell and fell, and the Giants desperately needed linemen. I think it's because we had Eric Flowers we didn't draft Tunsil in the first round that year because we went off of the linemen the year before, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a disaster, so – um. Yeah. So that it's gonna be an interesting game on Sunday. Yeah. Fuck. Gonna have half the fans hoping that Glennon lights it up. Never. They never see Daniel Jones again. And you're gonna have half fans kind of pissed off because you're not getting the fair evaluation of your team. Well, Mage, also you'd be sad to know that uh, Spencer Rattler will not be coming out <laughs> uh, for the NFL draft next year. You can't get him. He's going to the transfer portal. Oh man. That sucks. I really want to Spencer Rattler for the Giants. Well, no, I mean, so hear me out, though. We play Danny out this year and next year, and then after next year, that's when we draft Spencer Rattler. I got you, bro. I got you. The dream lives on. Dream lives on. I was looking something up, but that's it. I think we're done here. Yeah. What are your expectations for the Miami games? Win or loss, guys? Let's go. Bet the under. Let's go. My uh, expectation, bet the under. Fucking Mike Lennon, over 300 yards passing. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. But the Giants overcoming for a victory. We're going to win. Also, I I want you guys to know, I haven't talked to you in a while, but I bet on Colt McCoy against the Seahawks a couple weeks ago, and he won. And I did that solely because he won with the Giants. I didn't mention that on the show, but. Also, Seahawks are fucking ass right now. 
That's very true. But I just I needed to mention that as we were talking about backups. And, they you know, they couldn't even beat the team with no name yesterday. Yeah, no. Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. It was before the bye. Where's the game? What's the spread? And Colt three and a half. It was three. It's probably locked now. They're definitely not going to have in that. Miami. It's in Miami. It'll definitely go well past three and a half. It is at three and a half as of now. I'm sure that'll jump up with Glenn and that quarterback. Miami's Miami won four one. in a row, I believe. Dude, it, our, defense, our defense can shut down Tua, if I'm being honest. Tua is an accurate passer, but he won't beat you. I just don't think he can beat you. Not with the roster they have. Keep Waddle yeah, intact. They don't have anybody there besides Waddle. Yeah, I mean, Gasecki. We can't guard a See, tight end. Probably with Gusecki Waddle, this is a game we're really going to miss a guy like a Dory Jackson. Yeah. Yep. We're going to struggle there. And honestly, man. Because Bradbury can't keep up. No. Glendon's going to struggle in the pocket. They all, as crazy as it is, and I, I love Danny, but the drop-off from Glennon to Danny right now, or Danny to Glennon, honestly, through the air, probably isn't that drastic, just the way things are going. But Glennon can't move. And Miami's going to blitz the fuck out of us. It's times like this, I wish we signed Cam Newton. Brian Flores is going to bring the house like he has been the last three weeks. No, uh, yeah. No. no. I don't know. Play Jake from. Glennon's not Fuck afraid it. to throw the ball. No, nah, he's correct. That's but, a difference, but he doesn't look where he's fucking throwing the ball. Well, so Glennon, Glennon started the Rams game, right? He started the Rams game. I'm remembering. We were at that game, Mage. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't start the Rams game. Danny played. I bitched about it. Oh, Murphy's right. Game. Yeah, no, because that was the game following uh, the concussion. concussion. He started the. Uh... You're right. Yeah, Dan. Danny threw four interceptions or whatever it was. Oh, that was game. It? Yes, he did. You're right. Yeah. I, th- I thought Glennon started that game. No, he blocked that yeah, out. Murphy's I mean, it got. You want to know what it is, Mage? It's because I was with you and we drank a little too much and ate too many wings. But myself, what was, was it week five? Dallas was four. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Rams game was week six. Dallas was five. Yeah, matter of fact, I'll tell you right now. Go to. Oh, that's right. Danny didn't miss a game. Mike so he's Super- only missed Mike Super- technically Mike. three quarters of a game. Uh, yeah, he played in one game, the Dallas game. That was it. Uh, sixteen okay. to twenty-five, hundred ninety-six yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> so Bros, we're fucked. I'm sorry. Hey, 196 yards on uh, 25 attempts. It's not bad. It's more than Daniel's been putting up. Yeah, I mean, you're one of those picks to the uh, defensive player of the year, Javon Diggs. Oh, oh. I guess Javon Diggs doesn't get crowned defensive player of the year after six interceptions, huh? Shit. And picking off Mike Lennon. Hate to see it. Dallas fans weep. Y'all are trash. So I had to throw that in there. They are who we thought they were. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Times will change. Obviously, the Giants don't change, and neither will the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Those guys do not know how to win when people are watching. That's it. Murph, can you find out if Phillip is a Mets or Yankees fan? Let's tweet him straight off the account right now. He's, he's going to – yeah, he'll – yeah. <laughs> got to figure out his – can't remember his – If not, he'll he'll hear this and reach out. All right, boys, any final remarks? I know we're going into a lockout team, but I wanted one more signing before it. There's still time. You got a half hour. Well, not a half hour. Four and a half. Why hours. is there a lockout? Uh, money. Really? That's about it. 
That's all I got for you. Which was another reason why people said that Scherzer accepted the deal, though. Although it's really funny that this is about money and kind of how, like, owners are saying, like, we don't have money, but then owners are spending money. So <laughs> I'm sure this will get resolved quickly is what I'm getting at. This is going to get – sure it's going to go well. It's going to be swimming uh, for all a part of it. But, yeah, so after today, no baseball for a while. And at least the Mets have uh, some pieces in place, right? That's maybe, it. Maybe we could swindle Chris Bryant over the next couple of months. Hopefully he doesn't sign. Let's go Mets. I fucking jizz everywhere if we end up getting Chris Bryant. Everywhere. Exploded my pants. <laughs> Chris Feel Bryant. that. So Feel my cock. How is it? Nope. So Feels so like your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Steve Cohen just in a huge dick measuring contest at that point. But That was funny. I sense, you know, some... Um, Bloopers or outtakes from Anchorman too. <laughs> I would explode all over them like the people of Pompeii. <laughs> Wait, that scene in itself is amazing. I know we're going to end the show and this is bullshit anyways, but if you remember distinctly, he makes them food because he's blind at that part of the movie and he has like checkers and Legos with like cheese whiz on them <laughs> and he offers it to them for food and they're like, Ron, you're eating this? You're living this way? And he's just like, I'm blind. And it's just amazing. It's just absolutely ridiculous. That entire, like, I, I would wish I could be in the room for those bloopers. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I appreciated it very much. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Clapback Sports. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Peace and love, everyone.